0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touch you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. You desire that when stress and tension comes, and they will, that we'll not be overtaken. Father, I thank you today that we will move forward in the kingdom of God and we will understand the power of generosity according to your word. And Father, I just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor today of everything that you've decided for us to have. And we just give you thanks and everybody said amen. Uh, Christmas can be, um, the whole season of Christmas can be very stressful. How many ever encountered that? And it can be an opportunity to get into anxiety and all the things of the above. Get in comparison of meals and presents and so forth and so on. And uh, I just believe God wanted us to share some things during this December time about stress and anxiety and about the power of generosity. And, you know, last week we talked about the power of generosity. We talked about giving out of our abundance, getting out of our overflow, uh, giving uh, in three major areas, giving of our time, giving of our talent, and giving of our treasure. And uh, I believe today as we continue to look forward in that, uh, we're going to see some things from God's Word that's going to help us and help us to move forward. Um, before we look at the scripture I want to start with, I want us to look at another one. Go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Always remember that the Christmas season is magnified. Magnified. And that means whatever is going on is going to seem to be more real than it actually is or going to be seem to be larger. We have a lot of people in our body right now. A lot, a lot, but several Different ones, of battling against uh, sickness and disease, and different ones. F.D. Craig, Mile, keep in your prayers. He's recovering from a stroke. Uh, he's going to have a full recovery. And um, uh, Robert Lee New's mother fell this morning. She's having surgery at 2 o'clock. Um, Audrey, Pat's mother, just a lot of people going through a lot of things. And uh, I just want you and I to be sensitive in this Christmas season to be um, I, I guess more on awares of what's going on so we can truly be a blessing to, to these people. But in the middle of that, how many knows we got our own stuff going on? How many say amen? And uh, I want you to look in uh, Galatians chapter 6 with me uh, this morning. And I want you to, um, uh, let's start in verse 6. Uh, generosity is really based on sowing and reaping. It's based on what you present to God and you sow in this earth and this world into other people. And it comes back multiplied to us. Uh, Most times when we think of generosity, we think of money. Um, Money is a part, but finances and goods and so forth is really uh, one of the least parts. Jesus talked about if you can't be faithful in the finances, how can you be faithful in the spiritual truths? So let's look at verse 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. And the world engages uh, the Christmas season. Uh, Most of the time they forget what the reason of the season is about. But we as the church can portray who Christ is, what he came to do, so forth and so on, how that baby in Bethlehem changed the world. Verse 6, let him or her who taught the word share in all good things with him or her who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he also will reap. And he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, capital S, Of the Spirit will reap everlasting life. Verse 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good. I want to stop there just a second. Let us not grow weary while doing good. That's people who love the Lord, who you're doing the best you can, you're working your job, you're paying your bills, and uh, you're trying to move forward, taking care of kids and grandkids. and, And the truth is, the economical pressure today is probably more, centered on the middle class than anybody. Um, The upper classes of financial wealth and blessing, they roll right on uh, through whatever's going on, recessions, depressions, uh, abundances, they go right on. And the lower end that depends on uh, basically systems and entitlements to keep them going, they go on too. It's the working middle class, the working middle class that seem to be under a tremendous crunch. Uh, in America. I want to encourage you today and all of us. Uh, how many has ever felt like, dear God, I'm doing the best I can. I'm tired, but I'm a little weary. Just raise your hand. I mean, I'm, look, look around, everybody. I'm weary. I'm tired. And look what it says. It says, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Listen to what the Amplified says. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint And acting nobly and doing right. I'm telling you, there's never a wrong in doing right. It will come back to you, multiplied and being blessed to you. For in due time and the appointed season we shall reap. If we don't loosen and relax our courage and faint. That's the Amplified. Let me read that again. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly you know it's noble to go to work how many knows it's noble to go to work how many's ever had to tell your body we got to go to work today how many's ever had to tell yourself we're going to work today we are going to work today we're spirit beings we possess the soul which is our mind our motion and will and intellect and we live in the body and sometimes the spirit and the soul have to come together to encourage the body to get up and go do this and when I say work if anybody here is a homemaker and a mother. How many knows that's a, that's a call? That's a, that's a primary call. So some people do that and work outside the home. Some people, their whole concentration is able to be there. You're going to work too. Amen. Anybody ever raise children? How many knows that can be work? Anybody ever had children come to you and go, what God now? What have they done now? Amen. So it says, let us not lose heart. Let's not lose our passion. And grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, And at the appointed season we'll reap. Listen, your harvest is ahead of you. You've got seed in the ground. You've got seed of faithfulness. You've got seed of being noble. You've got seed of keeping on when you didn't feel like keeping on in the flesh. If we don't loosen and relax our courage and faint. How many here likes to watch Ninja Warriors? Those people do all those crazy things. Well, they get to that one place where it's hard and they're hanging on and hanging on. And you go, please, just, just grab that peg, grab that. And eventually, they lose heart, and they loosen their grip, and they fall in the water. And that's what the enemy does. Let me talk just a little bit this morning about, as we read the scripture, about the generosity of God. How many knows you know God's a good God? One of his names is Jehovah Jireh. That means the God who giveth all. And he's nothing but good. And uh, he's, he's practiced this good thing for a long time. I mean before the earth was created and father and the son the Holy Ghost sitting in heaven and um, you know they, they're just good. The, the father, the son the Holy Ghost they're good and um, they said well let's, let's do something. Let's make man in our image. Let's have somebody we can relate to besides us all eternal. So they created Adam. Built a world for him. Created Adam. Put Adam in a garden. Well, notice what he did. He gave, he gave Adam life. He formed him he, he took some dirt and put it together and, and, and breathed into it and created life. And he called it Adam, the beginning, first one. And then Adam needed a helper, and he made a woman out of Adam. And men, how, man, how many glad he made women out of us? How many is how glad he got the best part of us and made a woman? How many say, well, at least we need to teach on marriage again. But anyway, um, so Adam and Eve, he said, all you got to do is I'm going to give you the garden. I'm going to give you dominion. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you everything I got in this place called the earth. And, and I'm going to come down and visit with you. You don't have to come to me. I'm going to come to you. I think that's very noted that God, God will come to us. You know, I was driving down the road the other day. And I, I don't know. I can't say a song spurred it. I don't know what spurred it. I guess God spurred it. And, and it just rose up in my heart. A king came and died for me. A king left his throne and came and died for me. And it just makes you so thankful, right? It makes you so appreciative. So, Adam and Eve, he gave him the garden, he gave them everything, all that stuff. Well, they messed up and so God, you know, he said, well, I'm going to raise up a people. And he called Abraham, said, I'm going to raise up a people through you. It's just going to be built on faith and built on righteousness and built on truth and, and raised Abraham up and then Isaac and from and then Jacob and, and they always would go a good piece and fall back and turn against him and, and he just kept loving them and Kept helping them and tried to show them. And then he said, Jesus. He said, one of us is going to have to go down there. Jesus, his right hand, he said, I'll go. Now, here's how we're going to do it. Since it's been prophesied, you're going to have to be born of a virgin never knew a man. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to make sure that you cover her and the seed. Of hope is planted through your hovering over her. So, Jesus came through a virgin, born in Bethlehem, prophesied. All this stuff is fulfilling a prophecy. And God kept giving. For God to so love the world, He what? He gave. God's a giver. If you remember everything this morning before we go home, I want you to remember this. Christmas is built around stuff, and you know when we're. We're surrounded celebrations and all kinds of stuff and parties. And, and the truth is, it's all built about a giving God. It's built about a God who gave a son, and the son gave his life, and the son was resurrected, and the son, the seed, multiplied itself so we could have life eternal. We could have a relationship with him. And, and the truth is, 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 it's all about sowing. And as a little kid, how many couldn't wait for Christmas because you were going to get Presence. Everybody say presents. How many enjoys getting presents? Nothing wrong with that. How many enjoys giving presents? Nothing wrong with that. But as a little kid, as Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, acted like a child, thought as a child. When I grew up, I put away childish things. The older I get, I'm more excited about giving than I am about receiving. How many say amen? But how many knows there's a giving part and a receiving part? And Jesus was sown into the earth so we could receive Eternal life. And God is all built upon giving and generosity. And I, I just want to, you and I to understand today from His Word that there might be, you could be right at the edge of a breakthrough and it's going to require some level of giving to get through it. How many here feel like you're at the edge of something and you just you're just far away from a breakthrough, from victory, from overcoming and you just feel you're this close but... How many knows right before dawn it's always the what? And how many feels right now you're in a dark, dark place? But you know the promise of God is true. The Lord would say unto you and me today, Jesus will put his hand on the door. We put our hands on the door. That door of resistance is going to become a door of opportunity. But we have to push through. There's a step to it. There's a step of, a step of our tongue. There's a step of our feet. we got to proclaim we got to proclaim what the promises of God say. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? Word of God. It doesn't say faith cometh by having heard. And we do that sometimes. Well, I heard that. I've heard that. I saw that. No, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And and, and as we begin to step through that darkest time, that weary time. Matter of fact, i just I just got to obey God here. If you have fought, and I'm going to stand with you. If you have fought in Christmas seasons prior or even now, or just life in general or the ending of the year how many wants to finish strong this year how many wants to get out of this year and step in the next year not fall over into 2020 i don't want to fall over into 2020 i want to be poised to run if you fought weariness in your body the spirit of god dealt with that this morning by praying for people that are fighting sickness and disease in your body in your soul or, you know, I don't know if you can literally get weary in spirit because Jesus lives there. But if you felt any kind of weariness, just stand up. I want to pray for you today as your pastor. Any weariness and well-doing. Well-doing. You're doing the best you can. You're following God. You're paying bills. You're going to work. You're praying. You're serving. You're doing all these things. You're doing all these things. But that weariness just tries to. And the devil will keep telling you. Ah, you might as well give it up. It's too far away. I want to tell you, you're just a step away from your total deliverance. You're just a step away from your total healing. You're just a step away from your total victory in any area. How many believes that? Everybody just reach your hands out toward those standing. Father God, I thank you today for these standing and admitting, Father God, that we're weary and well-doing. Father God, I thank you that the Spirit of God is bigger than any weariness physically emotionally, whatever it is, that the Spirit of God is bigger than it. We proclaim today, Lord, that weariness is falling off of us. We proclaim today that generosity, as I learn how to sow time, as I learn how to sow talent, as I learn how to sow treasure led by the Holy Ghost, that weariness is leaving me, praise God. I thank you, Father God, that weariness is leaving me, that I am a man and woman of faith, I am a boy and girl of faith. I depend on my Father to be honest and truthful to His Word. I thank You that Jesus is my seed. I thank You the Word is my seed. I thank You that I'm going to have a harvest. By the end of this year, there's going to be harvest, spirit, soul, and body in my life, Father God. I thank You doors are opening in Jesus' name. Doors are closing in Jesus' name. I submit and commit everything I have to You today, Father God. And I'm going to be Spirit-led this spirit led this Christmas season led by the spirit not pushed by comparison not compelled by fear not held over by past mistakes or successes it used to be but I'm stepping into and out of into and out of I'm going to live inside out I'm going to live inside out this Christmas season and it's not just going to be for a season it's going to be a lifestyle thank you Father Everybody say out loud with these people. Say, thank you, Father, for the new season in my life. Thank you for refreshing of the Spirit of God in my life. Thank you for refreshing for the Word of God in my life. life. And I expect a full restoration, spirit, soul, and body. In my life, this Christmas season, I will not be fretful, I will not stay anxious, I will not be fearful, but I will look ahead with hearts open, hands held high, and a smile on my face for the generosity of my Father to manifest in my life to give to others. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that word. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You can be seated. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Father. Back to Galatians chapter 6, we're dealing with weariness and well-doing. And it says we will, if we do not loosen and relax our courage and, and faint, don't give up on the Word of God. Don't give up on the promise of Jesus. Don't give up on what God has promised. Don't give up on the dream He's sown on the inside of your heart from His Word. Don't give up on the encouragement of what the Spirit of God has given unto you. Stand fast. Don't give up on your harvest. Don't give up on what God's put in your heart. Don't settle. Three weeks ago, a young man, unmarried, walked out of here, and he said, I can tell you one thing, Pastor. Here's what I can tell you. I'll tell you one thing. And this kid doesn't mince words. And anyway, he said, I'll tell you what. I will not settle for just an average wife. I will not settle just to get by. I'm going to wait and believe and pray for the woman God has for me. Hey. And he said, I will not settle. He's a good-looking young man. He has a career. He makes good money. And he said, I'm not settling. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to settle. Amen. Amen. Let's not go settle for partial healing. Let's not settle for partial advancement. Let's let's believe for God's total grace because generosity is abundance. It's given of excellence overflow. That's what generosity is. It's consistent. And, and again, most time we say generosity, we think of money. But I'm telling you, it's way more than money. It's time, it's talent, and so forth. Back to that scripture. It says then, um, verse 10, So then, on occasion, an opportunity, oh, as they open up to us, let us do good. Everybody say, do good. do good. Morally to all people. Let's be good to all people. Let's be a moral compass to the people who don't understand it. Let's do those things. To all people and not only being useful and profitable to them. Useful and profitable to them. I want to be useful and profitable people. And I know you do too. But also doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. We want to be kingdom minded. God is a kingdom minded God. It's his kingdom. We want to propel the kingdom. We want to take the light out and reveal darkness. That there's light beyond the darkness. We want to see people understand that Jesus came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We want to tell people the good news of Jesus Christ. The good, Everybody say good news. good news. We want to shine our energizer light. We want to go through the darkness of confusion and through the darkness of apathy and through the darkness of worldly confusions and show the light of Jesus. And then it says this. It says, be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith. Those who are being, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. He said, let's be a moral compass. Let's show the light of the good news of Christ. Let's go out and be a blessing to the world. But let's start in the household of faith. Let's start here. Now, I just want to say this as I wind down here. I want to say this. The most valuable thing you have, in your life to share with someone else is time. Money's not it. Money comes and goes. It's time. The reason I stand here today is because certain people spent time with me. They spent time when I was a little little boy. They spent a lot of time with me. They invested in me. They loved me. They challenged me. They corrected me. I'm here because of time spent by those people. The gracious advantage of being able to give time is to someone is it helps them readjust their life. It helps them correct. It helps them be encouraged. It helps them to be strengthened. So time. Time is number one. I want to ask you two things. Who would you like to have some personal time with that you could ask questions or listen? And then who would you like to give time to in this Christmas season? Time. Think about that because the truth is if we get caught up in the Christmas season as the world does, we'll be thinking more about me and what I'm doing and what I got to do. Instead of being led, we're pushed. How many wants to be led? How many doesn't want to collapse over the Christmas tree Christmas day and say, oh my God, get this thing over. How many more dinners do I get to go to? How many's glad you get to go to different dinners in different places and you know, when you was a kid, you just went with your mom and dad. One big deal. But you grow up, and your kids get married, and they have in-laws, and they have kids, and they have kids. And how many of You know, you need a, a, a route bus to go to Christmas dinner. Be nice if somebody just pull up and you get on. Where's the next stop? We're going to that kid's house. Okay. How long will be there? An hour and fourteen minutes. Okay. Where are we going from there? We're going to that other kid's house. Okay. Where are we going tonight? The airport. The other kid lives in California. Okay. How many say amen? amen. Time. Who would you like to spend, I'm talking about first with Jesus. Our first obligation, first responsibility, and our first heart desire should be Jesus. And then, who would you like just to spend some, they would give you some time. Give you some time. And second, who would you like to give some time to? Secondly, who would you like to give, receive some of their talent? their abilities, their graces and passions and gifts. Who would you like to receive some talent from to teach you, to show you, to guide you, to love you, to help you? Who would you like to share some of what you do with others in this Christmas season? See, if if we understand the power of seed, time, and harvest and understand the word is seed and understand time is seed. Time is seed. Have Have you ever dealt with people, you know they're being obedient, but they're not willing when... You call them up and, and, and they, how many of those certain people, and, and we're, we're schooled to do this because it's, it's manners and, and, it, and it's proper stuff, but uh, they ask you how you doing, how everything's going on, and basically, I just want to get to the punchline, how many say amen? Because you, you never call and ask me about those things, you, you, you want something. Wouldn't it be good to have someone just to call and offer their time, or text and offer their time because they want to spend time with you? Who would you like to spend time with to help them along the road of life? Who, who, would, just the, the the power of time. Who would you like to spend and give your talents to, um, ladies? How many here and men? How many learn cooking talents from your mothers and grandmothers? How many know they gave you time? Did you ever mess up something? Did you ever have a recipe mess up? Did your meringue ever fall? Did your cake ever flop over? How many say amen? Did you ever bite into a piece of beautiful turkey, turkey or chicken breast and find out this is not done, this is not good? How many say amen? But they gave you time, and they gave you time to do it again, and again, and again. In coaching ball with with Scott Rose, I learned a few things about time. I learned if you say the right thing at the right time in a kid's ear, they think they're ready for a Super Bowl. And I've seen kids this tall, weigh 65 pounds, take down 120-pound runners before, Climb their back and beat them into submission because he told them they were the best player on the field. Might not have been exactly all truthful, but it sure worked. How many say amen. amen? But time. Coach told me I could do this. Time. Father God's telling you you can finish this thing well. Father God's telling you that the darkness is just a preliminary to show you that victory's on the other side. Father God's telling you right now that you're this close to walking in victory. So we have time, we have talent in our treasures, finances and, and and seed and money and all these things. So I, I just want to close with a, a few scriptures on the power of generosity. Listen to this. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Your generosity defines your experience. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whosoever brings blessing will be enriched and whose Whosoever waters himself will be watered. Two times in the last month, I've, I've hesitated on buying whoever's behind me in the drive through window. And I hesitated because I got into fear that I might run out. The devil will always tell you the opposite of what God has promised you. How many knows God's not going to run out? How many knows he's not shorthanded? And you know what? One of those was just an older lady in a... In a a car, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure she's going to get her something, you know, three or four bucks, whatever. But the other one was a van full of kids, and it looked like a traveling circus. There was heads stuck out. And I'm thinking, if they all get a Happy Meal, it's 4 force 7 to See, I got into fear, and I got into thinking. So I, I withheld my seed. Now, let me tell you about the goodness of God. You know what he did? He forgave me. He forgives us, amen. And within the next two weeks, two people bought my meal once by myself and once with Brooke and I. God says, I love you, we mess up, we, we, you fight fear, I'm going to help you fight the fear thing. See, Money's a tool, it's just a tool. And it comes in different sizes like wrenches. And little wrenches can fix little things and make things go and do well, but big wrenches can knock things in the head. And there's difference in seeds. Amen? And it just, I mean, Jesus was so explicit about these things about sowing and about being a blessing unto us. And and listen, listen to this one. Proverbs 19, 17. Whosoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Now, we take that just means money, but it's time. It's time. How many had a teacher you loved in school, and when they showed you attention, it meant more to you than anything? How many had a coach? How many's had a boss that really loves you beyond the workplace and they give you time and they love you? I mean there's no, I mean you know Proverbs 22 9 says expecting the Lord's generosity. Whosoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed. Bountiful. Bountiful. If you remember anything this morning as we we shut down giving can either be an event a one time event starts and stops and that's what a lot of People say, why can't we have the Christmas season all the time? We can. It's our decision. We're the ones that stop being generous with our time, our talent, our treasure. We just sometimes get back in that weariness and we fight it. Whosoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. He shares his bread with the poor. Investing in the future, Matthew 6, 19, says this. Do not lay up treasures for yourself on earth. Where moth and rust destroy. Where thieves break in and steal. But lay up your treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys. And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is your heart will be also. Generosity. Let's don't make generosity just an event. Let's make it a culture. Let's start asking God every morning. Thank you, Father, for today. We love you. We thank you for being rich in mercy and rich in goodness. We thank you for being people of faith. We thank you for the body of Christ. Father God, your word says I love everybody in this world. I'm praying for them, but you said to start in a household of faith. Who can I help in my brother and sister today with either time, talent, or treasure? I got one letter in two years of Bible school outside of my mother. I got one letter from one lady, and it was a widowed... Witted woman, and she sent me $25, and I'll never forget that. And she lived on a fixed income. One letter. I got newspapers mailed to me from home, from people. I enjoyed all that, but I got that one letter with $25, and here's what she said. Patrick, don't quit. Don't give up. I'm proud of you. I wish this was more, but it's the best I can do. I love you. Blank. That's good for me. How many of those encouraging words to put air under your wings? Amen. How many of those people giving you time will, will give you encouragement and so forth? You know, listen to this, Matthew 10, 42, God keeps track of our giving. Whosoever gives one of these little ones a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say unto you, he will by no means ever lose his reward. So this season, let's make Let's make this generosity more of a culture than an event. Let's look for opportunity to sow out of sacrifice. Not just need. Jesus told the woman given at the offertory, she put in two coins, and that was all she had. And Jesus said those who gave out of abundance, she's given more because she's put her dependence upon God. When you, get, you and I give out of overflow, it's not a sacrifice. But boy, when you give and God's got to show up, Boy, and you sow and God's, God's going to answer his call. And that's the power of generosity. And I'll close with this. Generosity will take away anxiety. God led generosity. Time, talent, or treasure. It'll take away fear because it dismantles those things. And you begin to depend, like Adam, dependent upon that garden of return and that harvest. And you, you can actually say, I know my harvest is coming because i got seed in the ground. I know my harvest is coming because I'm offering water of praise every day on it. I know my harvest is coming because it's seed time and harvest. And I know there's a time of waiting. There's a time of watering. And there's a time of weeding. But I'm going to understand my times. And I'm telling you, I'm expecting a bountiful harvest from my father, Jehovah Jireh, who loves me much. And keep encouraging yourself. Encouraging yourself. Look in the mirror of God's word and repeat what God says. I'm in this world but I'm not of it. I'm passing through. I have royal blood in my veins. I'm a peculiar person. We're going we're to win this day. My husband's going to line up and follow God one day. My wife's going to come on in the picture one day. My kids are going to return to the things of God. I'm going to see all the promise of God. Yes and amen. And practice a little bit of heaven here. In the middle of this. And you do that. Generosity will rule your life. And my life.